Rise up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ball and show. We are back again with another episode, Mr. Todd Brooks. How are you doing tonight, man? Man, you know what? I'm surprisingly good. You know, um, looks like Matthew Stafford and Todd Gurley, former Georgia Bulldogs, are fully committed to uh, the Falcons uh, tanking. So uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) a. You can't blame this. You can't blame all this on Todd Gurley. That's a very hot take and a very easy take. Uh, Maybe not hot take, but it's a very easy take to have on this illustrious uh, review here. But a lot of uh, Falcons fans blaming Todd Gurley. Um, so, I right, for a record, I don't blame Todd Gurley. Uh, Todd Gurley was actually the one person who tried to stop the touchdown. Like he realized what was happening, he tried to stop the touchdown. I blame coaching all the way on this one because all you really needed to do was just down the football versus running a play. But it, hey, it's all right. So we'll back up a little bit. Obviously, Sunday did not go as well according to plan, but. Falcons did not win Sunday. They they dropped to one and six, and the the Detroit Lions, um, the Falcons out falconed them. So the Falcons had a chance to put the game away with double zeros on the clock, and the Falcons found a brand new way to blow a lead. That's three wins this year with over a 98% chance of winning that game, according to the math and the nerds that run the numbers, and they lost that game. That's three in one year. Um, And now Dan Quinn is gone. You cannot blame this loss on Dan Quinn or Thomas Dimitrov. Well, you kind of probably can a little bit. He built it. Dimitrov built the team, so you can still blame him a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so um, you could kind of blame him, but you can't blame this one on on uh, on Quinn. So I do have a, a couple questions just to, to prod your massive brains. Sure. Who deserves more blame for this? So I, I mean, you've seen everybody at home has seen it by now. Todd Gurley with uh, a minute and some odd seconds, minute, two seconds left on a 10-yard run up the middle. The Detroit Lions are playing Olay defense. And um, who do you blame more for this um, this debacle? Do you blame – do you blame Todd? Do you blame – I'll just let you run with it because it's baffling. Okay, so I would lay this completely on the feet of Raheem Morris. He is the guy – who is auditioning supposedly for this Falcons job. He's definitely auditioning for other head coaching jobs around the NFL. Todd Gurley is the one person who made an effort not to score a touchdown there. His balance just kind of took him to the, you know, right there to the end zone after he tried to stop it. So I put it at the feet of Raheem Morris. Okay. And then um, this particular loss, I would definitely attribute uh, everybody gets a little bit of blame. Uh, I blame I can I can blame a little bit of Matt Ryan. You could point to every, little bit. Everybody had a slice of the pie, but like you said, I'm totally with you, Todd. That Raheem Morris and this coaching staff, and you can't. Even, I mean, you could use the excuse of being like, 
uh, inexperienced, but still you got enough experience over there. Well, you should to, uh, to make, to make better decisions. So let's back up a little bit. I know Todd girl, Todd scores at about a minute and two and the rest is history. So just kind of paint the picture to right here uh, in the fourth quarter, about three minutes left from the game. Falcons get the ball back on the 30. Now, Here's the situation. The Falcons have one timeout. They are down by two points. They've got the ball on the 30-yard line, and it's three minutes to go relatively. So the goal as a coaching staff is to win this game with more points on the board than the other team with no time on the clock. And I don't – it just – baffles me of the strategy that going forward now Falcons can move the ball anybody not anybody but the Falcons can move the ball uh relatively well between you know the the 20s so they they march down and so they're getting down close to a minute and now the situation ensues it's real it sounds eerily familiar that all you have to do is victory formation three times and kick a field goal a 35 yard field goal you don't even need to get close. Right. I don't know why you're trying to go for the goal line. So that's just – You shouldn't be. It's, it's so frustrating. You, I mean, you could have stopped the 25. I mean, you want to get – I mean, you really want to get, you know, wherever you're comfortable with Young Leku, uh, he's hit some 40-yarders, and it, that doesn't matter. Once you get down relatively close within comfortable field, field goal range, you should be kneeling on the ball. They don't have any timeouts. They did all that. They just – just take a step out, Falcons fans. Think about that. The Falcons score with a minute, two seconds left on the clock and score two-point conversions. The Detroit Lions get the ball back with 62 seconds and no timeouts and punch the ball in for a touchdown and kick a field goal and win the game. With zeros, literally zeros on the clock. I have a couple gripes with this game. This, this game... I, I know I said the coaching staff, I blame the most, and that is for sure. I definitely blame the total paradigm of you got to know the better – you got to know the situation. But I – and I am a Matt Ryan apologist, but I put some – a lot more blame on Matt Ryan for this one than probably most other people because Matt Ryan has been playing this game – for 13 years now in the league, and every other and – and I don't know this statistically, so I'm, I'm – I'm, but it seems like every other major quarterback, your Brady's, your Rodgers, your Breezes, your Mannings when he was doing the thing, once we get down to the situation, and you know the answer to the, to the problem. So if, I, if you're the quarterback, you look up and say – the coaching staff wants us to run, 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 and go score a touchdown. And if you take a step back and notice, hey, we don't need to do that, you have to step up and say something. And that's my question for you, Todd. Does, does Matt Ryan have full autonomy, the full control of this offense, if he wants to? Do you think? I don't think so. I, I think Raheem Morris, like I said, he is auditioning for his own version of a coaching job, where it be in Atlanta or some other job in the NFL. 
And Matt Ryan, for all we know, maybe he wants a bus ticket out of town to another franchise. I mean, we, we don't know what the, what's going on in his personal life. We have no idea. And so, okay, so I was watching, so, you know, they always put out the, um, not always, but they'll put out some, like, you know, wired or whatever they call it. They're mic'd up for the game. Yeah. And if you watch, if you go watch some Aaron Rodgers stuff, and if you go watch some Jabris stuff, they'll get up to the line of like, oh, no, 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 no. Looky here. They got us pegged. Look, we got two high safeties. They know we're coming. Like, Tampa 2, all that. Like, they see it like, hey, heck no. Forget the play. Everybody looking here. You do Listen, we're doing this, this, that, and the other thing. And they lots of times have success doing that. They're good. Play. But, like, watching that tape with Matt Ryan, it was, like, silent. It was just like, they call the play, I'm going to run it. They call the play, I'm going to run it. And it's very frustrating. to. I know he knows that situation. I know he knows that was a, the wrong answer to the question. I don't now, I'm sure he does. I mean, I'm sure he does. But like I said, he may not have a lot of authority to do stuff himself right now. I mean, it may just be all – I mean, I would have violated that. And I would have done what I wanted to do. That's what the greats have done in the past. But, you know, like you mentioned Peyton Manning earlier, but I just don't know if he feels comfortable with that or he feels like the season is such a loss. What's the point? Right. And, to you know, they, they ran a story the other day, a couple of weeks back, that Aaron Rodgers with his new head coach has been known, like, recorded to be, like, faking the young head coach out and saying, like, hey, my headphones aren't listening. I don't know the play and call his own play. I mean, there's, like, evidence. <laughs> they have that on video, which is mm-hmm. pretty hilarious. But back to your – I think Matt Ryan wants a, a bus ticket out of here. Yeah, they asked him point blank about, hey, Matt Ryan, do you have you heard the trade talks or do you want to be traded? And he said, yeah, I want to be here. And I know we've talked about him where he would go potentially, but I never thought about this, but I'm thinking about that today. Who would be the one? Would they ever, like, would they make a trade today? Because they technically don't have a general manager. Like, no, likely is. Okay, so a story came out on Sunday right before kickoff of the Falcons game against Detroit, and Arthur Blank said that they are not trading Julio Jones or Matt Ryan in season. That doesn't mean they won't trade him in the offseason, but I think what they want to do is they want to get their general manager and potentially their head coach hired first before they're able to make a move. I think that's a and so we could cover this a little bit too, but like I think that's a recipe for disaster of trading them in season. The more you think about it, because of you don't have anything, you don't have any infrastructure set. Because if you, you know, and if you have some assistant GM pulling the trigger, you might get bamboozled by the Patriots of trading. You know, like I, I would not trust the. I know there's an assistant somewhere sitting in that seat, sending out emails or whatever. You know, like there's an assistant filling that role. Um, or even heck, it probably is Rich McKay doing some of that stuff. But I would not. Rich like, McKay, Rich McKay is filling that role right now. That's yeah. what Arthur Blank got because he was in that role before, before they hired Thomas Dimitrov. Okay, well, and you know, I probably would feel a little bit better there, but not really. So the, no. the likelihood of any trade happening for the deadline, I think, is just about zero, unless a contender picked up the phone and was like. I need this guy. I'll give you whatever you want. And I don't see many candidates on that on this team. My guess, 
I've read some stuff on the on the dark web. Not really. Don't never mind. The I'm not dark going. web. Wow. No, I'm saying that's no. That's I was I was digging around like you know I do a lot of search and whatever. It's like I'm I'm like way off crazy crazy articles. But anyway, Keanu Neal's name came up. Uh, that's a, a name that somebody might become calling because he's played a lot better this year, and he's in the last year of his deal. And so, um, I Keanu Neal might be a trade piece that. Uh, they could go for that. Oh, okay. So I have a question. <clears throat> so you've got a top five pick of the draft. And um, what position are you going to pick other than quarterback? Say your boys are gone. Say both of them are gone. Say you have three. So one, two, three. So one and two go to Justin Fields. And wait a minute. Or how about this? Justin Fields like stays in. And, uh, he, and, and maybe even Trevor Lawrence stays because he don't want to play with the Jets. Uh, yes, and you know what? Actually, let me stop you for a minute. A story about that came out today, too, because he was asked point blank if he was still going out to the NFL draft. And Trevor Lawrence, his response to that was, who knows? He was pretty much 100% sure back in June or July that he was going to enter the NFL draft, but I think now he's thinking, well, gee, the Jets may have the number one draft pick. That's where quarterbacks go to die. I don't want to go there. I want to just set out for a year and wait it out. That's insane. I love that. That is hilarious. That is, for as bad as the Falcons have been in the last five years, they're not perpetually bad like the Jets. I mean, the Falcons right now are a butt They are a punchline. They are the butt end of a joke. Every, Every, you have those friends that are like, Falcons fans in spite, like spiteful fans, that every time say like you're a fan of a certain organization, and the spiteful fan will be like, oh, by the way, twenty eight three, like we're eating pizza out in public. Why would like you don't need to say you know like so like we? It's very easy to be a spiteful fan of the Falcons. Um, that is insane. I did not expect – I expected him to be like, well, you know, because Joe Brady – or what's the guy's – oh, crap. Tom – Tom – Joe Burrow. Oof, I could not think of that guy's name. Joe, Joe Burrow kind of went through this <clears throat> a little bit last year of, hey, are you going to go to the Bengals? Because they stink and you're going to get tattooed and plastered onto the turf. They're like, oh, well, you know, we'll just try to make them better. But, nah, that answer of who knows – then does that make Justin Fields the number one candidate for, for the Jets? Uh, I can see Justin Fields coming back too, though. I mean, if he feels like he's going to the Jets, I could definitely see Justin Fields going back to Ohio State for another year. I really could. That's um, hilarious. Because this has happened before with the Jets. I mean, I can't remember who the quarterback was. It was – um, but somebody didn't want to go there, and so they ended up staying in school for another year to avoid that. And, I mean, who could blame them? I mean, what you're risking there as a quarterback, though, is you're risking injury. Yeah. But you may end up in a much better franchise situation because, I mean, nobody wants to go to the Jets right now. It's it's basically like what the Cleveland Browns used to be. Like, it's just the franchise that was dead in the water, the franchise that you didn't want to go to, the the franchise where you felt like you could not elevate your game above a losing season. You just felt like you were just going there to be, you know, um, a quarterback and you just weren't going to be able to do anything with it. I mean, even if you look at guys like Matthew Stafford, okay, Matthew Stafford, if he had his time to go over it, 
I almost guarantee you that he would have come back to Georgia for another year because you see what's happened. He's been with Detroit for the last, what, 12 seasons? Yeah. And he's only been to the playoffs a couple times. If he was on a different roster, he would have had a much better NFL career. Well, that's so it's just... sometimes where you are, what kind of fit you are in the franchise is as big as anything. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good point. So, with all that being said, let's just pretend that the Falcons have uh, the number two pick and both Trevor Lawrence and uh, the other one, Justin Fields, has declared to stay in to the yeah. in college football. What position – you don't have to give me a name, but what position group do you think we, the Falcons will go – what should go for, not will go for, because we all know what – never mind, that's – Dan Quinn's gone. Right. But what should they go for? I mean, I think at that point you're going for the best defensive player that's out there. So I'd I'd have to really do some research on the the draft to see what's out there. But I would think defensive end, uh, linebacker, you know, something like that is what the Falcons would need. Okay. Um, I read a way too early mock draft from – I'm not going to say the publication because it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, it was corner again, and I liked it. No, thrown up in my mouth. Yeah, that makes me want to puke in my mouth for sure. Yeah, no more corners. I mean, we do need some corners. Let's not like AJ Terrell's a player; he could play. Uh, and then, but the piece bill behind him is the very leaky secondary is the um not 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 ideal. And um, is what's his name? Is Darquez Denard out for the year? Yes, he got hurt. He got hurt in that. Uh, was it the Green Bay game? Yes, and I didn't. I yeah, yeah. He, I just had to see. I didn't know if he was out for. I couldn't remember if he was out for the year or if he was just on the IR. Yeah, he tore his Achilles, I believe. Okay, so um, yeah, I would probably go. Um, what about dude, what about running back? You take Najee Harris? No, no, I wouldn't go running back. I mean, I think you can find other good running backs later in the draft. I would not get running back that not that high, not number five in the draft. Okay, no, I'm with I'll you. Say, well, you ended up with the top five pick because you can find good running backs. I mean, look at what happened in the draft this year. Okay, so the number one uh, running back pick was the guy who went to uh, Kansas City, the, the running back from LSU last year. And then uh, Swift was, what, Edwards the number Zalaire? two running back? Yeah, yeah, yeah Edward Zelaire. He was the only running back taken in the first round. And then you had uh, – Swift was taking, what, with the first pick of the second round, right? Yeah, it's early, so, it was early yeah. Yeah, so those were your top two running backs. I don't think you ever take – unless it's just like a – just a, a world-changing running back like a Todd Gurley. I don't think you ever take running back anymore, top five. Any um, Yeah, yeah, for sure. You you definitely would want to – like in the 90s, you would have. I mean, hell, running back may have been like your number one pick, but not yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally you, and I was playing devil's advocate. I you got to take a defensive end. Heck, I might even take it – like if you find a stud defensive uh, tackle that's going to be – Next to Grady Jarrett, maybe you could build there. But, yeah, I would go defensive end. As high as – get as close to Nick Bosa as you could possibly get is what I would vote. Yeah. Um, also, ever – and I'm just – we're just talking through some stuff. I just – I'm bringing some headlines to you, and we could – we're just fleshing them out here. What, what – uh, I saw um, Quinton Williams became available for the Jets, defensive tackle that was very highly touted. And then um, the, the Cowboys made – Everson Griffin available. Hmm. So, but they already traded him to Detroit literally today. So, uh, everybody was, you know, 
going crazy over Everson Griffin, and I thought the Falcons could get him for low money. Um, and he wanted high money, and he didn't work out. Well, he couldn't get on the field. So, anyway, that's all hypothetical. And that's all trades. So, what we want to get to now is um, – Well, let's talk one more – let's talk oh, yeah. one more talking point from that game the other day. Okay, so, in addition to scoring that touchdown – I just found it very odd that the Falcons decided to go for a two-point conversion right there. Now, if they had been up by, you know, six and they needed to go for a two-point conversion to go up by eight, sure, I could have understood that. Or if they needed to go up by seven, I could have understood that. But they went up by six points in the game. Um, and that didn't really do much to help them. Like, the only thing I could have thought of is that they were looking for if Detroit were to score a touchdown and they missed the extra point, then they could have just tied the game. But otherwise, like, it wasn't going to help them. I mean, if anything, the Falcons were still going to be down by a few points if Detroit had scored a touchdown. You would have taken away the field goal opportunity of the Falcons maybe to go back down the field really quick, get a quick field goal, and then force the game into overtime. But you would have forced yourself into having a touchdown at that point. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. It was a fourth and five that didn't make a whole lot of sense going for it. So there's some coaching decisions like that when you're – and then, like, just the whole end of the game, the last five minutes of the game was relatively baffling. Uh, yeah, the decision there to for the two-minute – the two-point conversion, and Matt Ryan throws that thing sideways like Brett Favre used to do around a defender. That was pretty sick. Um but it was to no avail. They lose that bad boy. But um, I don't – the math doesn't make sense why I go mm-hmm. to there. Like, 1.6 points, it doesn't matter. You know, like – Right. Yeah. You yeah. outsmarted yourself. You know, you 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 um, you um outsmarted yourself and you really ever thought it at that point is what yeah. I was thinking in the game. I was just like, what are they doing here? What? I don't, yeah. Maybe they were – well, what if, what if Raheem Morris is putting on tape? Say, hey, man, I can run a – a two-point or yeah, two-point conversion, right? Except mm-hmm. for they're blowing leads. Yeah, so it's probably not probably not the game that you want to be highlighting here. Um, yeah. So where does this rank as far as you know blown games this year? I mean, I definitely like personally, I would rank the Dallas game as the biggest one of the year because it was early in the season. You had something to play for. The perception now is that you don't really have anything to play for anymore, but it's still just adds to the whole laughing stock going back to the Super Bowl. I probably would go uh, – the Bears was the second one, right? Like back-to-back. Was the yeah, Bears? the Bears was the second game this year, yeah. And how did that one end? I can't even remember. They just uh, – A bunch of three and outs for the Falcons. Yeah. And remember the, the Bears made that quarterback change, and um, they, they had their backup quarterback lead them to victory. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, yeah, I would definitely go Dallas because that's just a dagger. I mean, that 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 just rips your heart out. And then the second one was gut-wrenching. Like, oh, what, we we gave up a 15-point lead? Hold my beer. I yes. think we could make a 16-point lead. And it was like back-to-back. It was like, are you serious right now? Are we that terrible? Mm-hmm. And then this one was like, you know what? This may as well happen. I mean, I was like, how surprised were you that the Falcons – blew that lead i wasn't and i'll be honest i was praying for it because i wanted to i mean i was watching i mean i was watching the jets score i mean the jets were beating the bills there for a little while i was like yes we can get back to number one quarterback contention here but then the bills came back and they beat the jets and i was like well you know i guess we can still keep pace for number two along with those other 
three or four bad NFL teams. Yeah, I don't even. I like I said, I hadn't been I hadn't been watching the the, the standings here, but I don't know who we're in contention with. Um, but there's there's a couple of them. I mean, I don't know because there's always a winner and there's always a loser. Um, but it feels like this year that there's a lot of teams that are like way below 500, like two to mm-hmm. one to two win teams. And um, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of bad football. And it might, I don't know if you could blame the pandemic. I don't know if because of training camp. I don't feel like that's not an excuse. I feel like this is some like franchises are. Are are are, uh, are trending down, and and some franchises have like fake. I feel like like fake wins, or not fake wins, but like fakes. You know, record. I think the Bears are might be the the fakest of them all. They they sure cannot. I mean, they looking. They look like they're in trouble. They got a good defense, but that's it. Hey, their offense is non-existent. Yeah, so they 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 might be calling for for Matt Ryan. Um. That's a joke. Um, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I kind of thought, you know, that could be the type of quarterback. Matt Ryan would be the type of quarterback they could need, they could really use, because they don't really have a guy back there that can do what Matt Ryan can do. Yeah. Mitchell Trubisky isn't that. Didn't he go number one overall? No, I don't think he went number one overall, but he was he was definitely, I think, a top five. Oh, I thought which I never understood that either because I watched him play in person in college because you know Georgia opened up with North Carolina in 2016 in the Georgia Dome, Georgia Dome's final season, and yeah. um, he he didn't look that great to me. I mean he he played in the really you know like spread out offense, not you know, what you really see a lot in the NFL. So I was like, I don't know about taking him. He's a good athlete, but I just don't know if he's more of a system quarterback. I don't know if he's really going to fit in with an NFL team. And so far, it really hasn't. Mm. Okay. So this this game right here, I remember when when Arthur Blank asked ex- was asked explicitly, "Hey, is Raheem Morris going to be considered for this job?" And he kind of chuckled and said, "Hey, if he goes eleven and zero, we'll consider him." I think Raheem just took himself out of the running in Arthur Blank's mind. What says you? As he should, and he should anyway. So, even without that loss, he should still not have Raheem Morris as part of his kid. Like I said, we need to gut this whole thing and bring in somebody that's brand-new, fresh mind. I don't want anything to do with anybody who's on the staff. Fire them all, send them packing, let them go to another team, be a coordinator somewhere else. Raheem Morris, if he wants to be a head coach somewhere else, if a NFL, if another NFL team wants to take a chance on him and hire him, that's fine. I don't want him in Atlanta anyway, and I definitely don't want him in Atlanta after that game the other day. Yeah, that's uh, I here's the bad part. When I hear like I'll I'll like listen to interviews and stuff, I'm such a like like oh man, that guy's so well spoken and so. Oh, you know, like Dan Quinn's like Dan Quinn, like when the he's a great guy and he has all these sayings and like, oh man, he's such a good guy. I like him. And then you see like stupid timeouts. You're like, what are you doing? It's like, like I think Raheem Morris. I've heard listened to a couple of interviews. Is it really fiery? He's got some sayings that he does. I'm like, oh man, I like this guy. And then they go out and lay an egg. I'm like, what are you doing? Kneel the ball, kick a field goal. 
It's like the Super Bowl. Just take a knee. But yeah, uh, I'm totally with you. Uh, even if I, I, no, I'm I'm way good on Raheem Morris. I mean, you've been there, done that. And also too, I'm like good on. I know we did our list before with head coaches and stuff of that nature, and we kind of both, without saying it out loud, um, were like did not go old in experience. We went like young, fresh, mm-hmm. like new. And so I bet you Jerry Jones is regretting Mar- Mike McCarthy right now. Because oh, I bet he is too. That's, that's a bad one that hasn't, that hasn't worked out. That's a, an old hat, you know, a veteran head coach that is just not good. And, I, and he's got a pretty good team. So Dallas is in really a rough situation because Andy Dalton got hurt the other day too, right? So now Dak and Andy Dalton are out. So how surprising was it that Andy Dalton gets like decapitated on a play and nobody was fighting in Dallas? If all you know, like all like that's like the the gridiron game, like the longest yard. People just go over there. Like Jerry Jones will sign anybody. I mean, remember they had like Greg, uh, what's the name? They have, they have characters over there, and they, nobody was fist fighting over Andy Dalton getting decapitated. That was super surprising to me. Even though he's your backup quarterback, he's still wearing a star on his helmet. You ought to be able to, you know, that, that ought to start a bar fight, in my opinion. Not that I condone fighting in the NFL and all that stuff, but, like, you got to stick up for your guys. That's an indictment of, like, that how bad that team is. Right, and there were rumors the other day before the Falcons – and Lions kicked off that Matthew Stafford was on the trade block for Detroit to go to Dallas. But I don't think that's going to happen either because Dallas is uh, really Detroit still in playoff contention. So I don't know why they would part with Matthew Stafford. Now, had they lost that game to the Falcons and the opposite result happened, they may have been prone to really kick up the deal. But then it's like um, – it's really like some of the guys on Fox were saying, though, if they did that and traded Matthew Stafford to Dallas, that would also show Dak Prescott that maybe he's not wanted in Dallas. And then it would just create some bad vibes in that locker room, too. Listen, I, I mean, if I was a Dallas fan, I'd have been like, bring him on, baby. Because you know what? Six wins is going to win that division. So um, I don't even know if you need six. Uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> Matthew. You can win it with five. It's getting like mathematically like. Um, is this the okay? So does Roger Goodell sit back and look at this year? This might be historic because you know how bad this team, the Dallas Cowboys are in their record. The East is how bad that NFC East is. Does Roger Goodell sit back and look and say, you know what? I think we should do like the uh, NBA where, the top, what was it in the NBA? It's like the top eight go. Does does the does the NFL eventually go to that system where the top whatever they don't do six go? Um, I, I mean, I still think that there's it's just a random year, so I don't think they would because there's still something about winning your division. Like you want to have some sort of incentive for winning your division in there. I mean, you don't want to just make it to. Um, where there's no reward for winning your division. Uh, so I don't think that's right. Because, I mean, some things have happened before. Remember, uh, it's probably 10 years ago now. It doesn't seem that way. But remember, New Orleans was playing Seattle in the first round, and New Orleans was the higher seed. And I think Seattle had a losing record. And remember, Seattle beat New Orleans in the first round of the playoffs. So, it's, you know, things happen in the NFL. I, I just think it makes it more fun 
for the fans. And sometimes you just have better teams that don't make the playoffs, and that's just what happens. It's just, yeah. you know, that's what happens sometimes when the system's set up. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I just I think you have to reward a team for winning their division. That's what every other sport does too. Even if it is a really bad division. All right. Yeah. That's um so this Sunday, uh this past Sunday, they lose in historic fashion, yet again become a punchline to the joke. Uh, but keep the keep the hopes alive for our top um uh for a top top flight or you know top five pick um is there anything else you want uh is there anything you else you want to add todd mm, just keep losing get that number one pick whoever it may be keep losing keep it going boys keep it going boys okay so i have a hard time rooting for losing but like we've said before uh in the grand scheme of things it would be nice to really reset this Falcons franchise. It would be really nice because the Hawks have had a hard time. I allude to them a lot. The Atlanta Hawks, um, the other basketball team in town, but they had a state of purgatory that they were 500 and they were getting a, you know, a, a middle, middle of the pack pick. Um, and I, the Falcons are going to do the same thing. If they keep going 500, they're going to get a middle. The, they'd never be able to reset it. So uh, I hope they just blow it up and um, they could turn this thing around in a year with some good picks. So just like you said, yeah. just keep, keep chugging along, baby. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, if you like what you heard tonight, like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on, uh, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, until next time, fellas, rise up. Dang, 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 dang,